What's this? Free sandwich? Well, I am kind of hungry. Mm. Luke, show me. What is this? Ham and Swiss? Ham and- Ooh, Ham and Swiss. Mmm. What's, what's that sound? What the? Ah! <laughs> Karma's a bitch! <laughs> I can't believe you dropped a piano on Kevin, and it was an expensive baby grand. He'll put me in a catapult. He deserved every ouchie he got. I could have done worse. That's for sure. Hi. (laughs) Hi. This is Matthew. This is Eric. And we're on the audience's friends. Hi, I'm Aaron Ron. Hi, I'm Andrew Torres of Opening Arguments. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben Davis. Hi, this is David G. McAfee. Hello, I'm Dr. Hector Garcia. Hello, I'm Dr. Jerry Coyne. Hi, I'm Nate Phelps. Hi, I'm Shelley Siegel. Hi, I'm Thomas Smith of Serious Inquiries Only. Hi, I'm Seth Andrews. I'm host of TheThinkingAtheist.com. Hi, I'm Ethan Siegel. Hi, I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast, and I took a left at the valley. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith in unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another bonus show of Left at the Valley. Today should be an interesting show. As I the protest. This is over. my show. No, no, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. We talked about this, darling. All good now? Beautiful. Broadcasting almost live from the city that woke up to find out that Summer had packed her bags and left without a trace. I am your host today. My name is Kirsten. And joining me in studio are Nancy and Christina with Kevin. Silence as he, silence as he is as our tech and sound guy. Can we can we turn off his mic so we don't get his? Oh, oh yes, we don't so need we don't need the mouth breathing. Yeah, Kevin. All right, we'll be joined shortly by Amy and Amy from Secular Soup to talk about women. But first, we've got mail. Oh, do we have to read it, or can we make Kevin read it? Because we're lazy. Okay. Well, is it, is it from one of our listeners? We like those. It's from one of our listeners. Oh, okay. Good. So, since Kevin is duct taped right now, because <laughs> he wouldn't stop talking, <laughs> I've got the letter right here. Hi, Kevin. There's no doubt that pesticides and monoculture is having a disastrous impact on bee populations, but this woman headed down the rabbit hole of conspiracy, <laughs> big pharma, and anti vax, which undermines her wider credibility in my eyes. I sensed your frustration that the conversation headed into areas that you weren't prepared for. Formaldehyde, mercury, and the vaccine cause autism conspiracies have Wait, did she actually all been that? completely debunked. The severity of the body argument is antisocial di- is the antisocial diatribe of those enough to ignore the huge benefits that disease eradication brings through herd immunity. 
Yeah. I'm I'm so happy I wasn't there because it would have gone on a lot longer. Oh, well, <laughs> she probably would have hung up because I would have been like, um, no. Oh, I think I wish you had been. We all said we wanted you there. And there's more. Yeah. The hypocrisy of many anti-vaxxers is stark since they will since they will willingly get vaccine for a range of diseases when they travel abroad. Hepatitis, typhoid, yellow fever, rabies, to name but a few. But, for example, the UK losing its measles-free status from the, from the WHO, polio still present in Afghanistan and Pakistan because eradication attempts are blocked by religious fundamentalists. This rhetoric is dangerous and is synonymous with shouting fire in a theater when there is none. The point about there being more vaccines now than in the past is bizarre unless you believe science stands still. By coincidence, I was invited to an event at the Liverpool School of Trot of tropical and there i read that the incidence of infant mortality due to di- due to diarrhea disease has decreased by 36 percent in malawi since the introduction of ro- of a rotavirus vaccine program the rotavirus vaccine was first used in 1998 withdrawn due to an unforeseen problem identified by scientists and reintroduced in 2006 nasty big pharma saving all those infants Still enjoying the show, but this episode was very frustrating. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but that was from John. I forgot to, to write that there. And How th- thank you so much. Kevin, now John. get your duct tape back yeah, on. Yeah, okay. I just want to quickly point out, before you put the tape back on there, I, I just want to point out that you know, uh, sometimes we don't always do a show that's basically uh, confrontational or we don't necessarily confront our guests. And that, that's fine because we yes. just want to leave them a forum to basically express their opinion. We're, and we always try to be super friendly, even if we don't agree necessarily with our guests. I, I yes. wouldn't have been friendly. Yeah, I know. You would not have been. Uh, I would not have been <laughs> It's friendly. almost a good thing that you were here in that sense but at the same <laughs> at the same time you know just because we don't agree on that point doesn't mean that some of the other points she was making we weren't agreeing on true but i'm really glad even though john might have been frustrated he expressed his frustration in in a in a wonderful way he mm-hmm. really did he put down very some very cogent thoughts and i think that's a purpose of our not very often obviously but we can be thought provoking we we should leave the audience with something else to think about because we left with a lot to think about yeah. as well yes. and i think also higher blood pressure yeah well <laughs> but it, but it was i think it was great that it that it went off the rails into different directions kept us on our toes kept the listeners intrigued mm-hmm. so i think it fulfilled even though frustrating for some i think it was a, a really good episode well, it thank you for letting was. me. No, no, Nancy, Nancy no. No, Bye. It won't mm. hurt if you just be quiet. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment to talk to the hosts of Secular Soup. Yoo-hoo. I'm Amy with a Y. And I'm Amy with an I. And we're the hosts of Secular Soup, where each week we offer up a bowl of real talk about atheism, feminism, politics, parenting, and whatever else we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Just listen to what these random dudes are saying about our show. This is what would happen if Daria and Jane grew up and started a podcast. So if you like extremely foul-mouthed ladies with opinions, this is the podcast for you. Grab a bowl and taste the magic. Slurp even this. Podcast listeners, we are the Godless Heathens Podcast. Here's the details with no fine print. You got new episodes available every other Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There's three of us, just like the Holy Trinity. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. Coming to you from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. 
where we'll examine the crossroads of politics and religion, but from the secular perspective. Sometimes we get heavy, sometimes we get deep. And no one is above reproach or mockery, especially each other. It's more of what you want and less of what you don't. So open your hearts and minds to the godless heathens in your podcast rotation. And you just might learn something, too. century, if emissions keep rising, the average temperature on Earth could go up another four to eight degrees. What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fire. There are a lot of things we could do to put it out. Are any of them free? No, of course not. Nothing's free, you idiots. Grow the fuck up. You're not children anymore. I didn't mind explaining photosynthesis to you when you were 12, but you're adults now, and this is an actual crisis. Got it? I don't know Amy and Amy, welcome back. I know it's been a very long time since we've talked to you, but to our listeners who weren't with us last time, would you ladies mind giving us a quick bio on who you are and what you do? I'll just go ahead and start because the other Amy is apparently eating a sandwich no, right now and drinking break. some whiskey. Um, <laughs> it's not whiskey, actually. It's um, it's bourbon. Cu- it's cucumber vodka <gasps> in um, cherry oh my water, in cherry flavored sparkling water. Oh it's my delicious. gosh, I want it <laughs> so <That's> complicated. <laughs> I I love everything cucumber. (coughs) I am Amy with a Y, and the person drinking the fancy water is Amy with an I, and we are from the Secular Soup Podcast. Um, And I live in Minnesota, United States of America, and Amy with an I lives in Texas. Texas, which isn't part of the U.S. No, not part of the United States of America. You don't have to say that. You just say Amy lives in Texas. Period. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Yeah, there's no United and, uh, States. No, with, it's just Texas. I do not claim that. Minnesota. You have to clarify which country <laughs> you're in. But yes, we do a a nonsensical podcast where we talk about all kinds of ridiculous shit. Um, and we were talking with you ladies a few weeks ago and decided it would be really fun to just not have the male who's on the show exactly. here exactly and I just have the ladies remember his talk. Name. Yes, I literally don't Jim. Don't remember his name. I think it was Jim. <laughs> Chad. You feels right. Chad feels probably, right. Probably Chad. <laughs> Definitely Chad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Trevor or Chad, some kind of lacrosse name. <laughs> I'm, 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 not cool, I'm not cool enough to be a Chad. Hey, get your duct tape back on. Hey, go away. He's bad. <laughs> Does anyone have a spray bottle or a can of coin? No. <laughs> oh. All right. So today we're just going to be talking about an awesome topic which is women and kind of looking at our equality and where it's come so i'll start by asking a pretty open-ended question here what are some improvements that you have seen in your lifetime for women's equality well amy earned the right to vote (laughs) she saw that in her lifetime (laughs) yeah yeah i couldn't vote and now i can she was a she was a remember those suffragettes Oh, good. Finally, there's somebody older I was than one me of on this show. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Amy's a whole two years younger than me, so <laughs> you're one to talk. I know. I I'm always proud like to, to say that I'm right 27 on the show, and I'm not 27, because I have a 17-year-old, and that's I don't like people to do the math <laughs> at that point. You're not even close to 27. <laughs> no. 
Um, so something that has changed, I guess, in my lifetime. I One thing that I have noticed is just not so much, I guess, feminism in general, but the way we raise kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talk more about raising girls in a more gender neutral way. But having said that, I think we've actually gone backwards a little bit in that area because when I was a kid um, back in the 1870s, <laughs> you, you basically had <laughs> you basically had gender neutral clothing and you you know especially when you didn't know what the sex of your baby was going to be because mm-hmm. there ducks were no sounds. Uh, all everything yeah. was ducks or sailors. Yeah, and now now if you have a child and you go shopping with them, everything is gender specific. You've got you know down to the type of decoration in their bedroom everything's purple Mm -hmm. and pink or blue yeah everything and we've got these gender reveal parties now that we never used to have those are really gross that's one area i think we've regressed in um but yeah Mm -hmm. i i don't have any good news on the feminism front i don't know what do you (laughs) think amy (laughs) i haven't really seen much um my perspective is very different though because i came from an environment that was very patriarchal so I haven't seen much change in far as far as that environment goes. She it's was still, a Mormon. I was. Fun. <laughs> it was still. It still is, and it still was, and it it was then, and it still is. Just um, what the man says goes. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I haven't really seen much change in that realm. Mm-hmm. And out in the out in the the real world, most of my supervisors are still male. Yeah, I can you know, definitely I, see how that's true. I, you know, our represented representation in politics are male and white males. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really. I mean, I guess it's been small changes, but not a whole lot of. We haven't made any. We haven't really covered much ground. Not a lot of leaps and leaps and bounds mm-hmm. in that area. In, hey? in the past forty years or so, no, I haven't seen much. We, I feel like we do have a lot more options when it comes to nail polish, though. Yes, um, for sure. There's a lot more colors than there used to be. And you can match your car to your nails. <laughs> yes. So that's yeah. a good thing. It's huge. Yeah. That's, yeah. I actually think that's a huge, huge. Uh, that's all we need, yeah. really. Feminism done. Yeah. Now, um, going back to what Amy was saying about with kids and how we've regressed a little bit with like before it used to be very gender neutral and now it's very much like the pink and purple versus the blue. Um, Tangenting on that a little bit, have you seen any difference in like pressures on women for having kids? I don't feel like that's changed at all. I think there's always been as much pressure on women to have kids. Um, I think we're talking about it now, which is good. I think that more women are choosing to be child free and we're starting to accept that. And I think that is an awesome thing. Pariah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's starting to become just like, Oh, you don't want to have kids. That's fantastic. And Amy and I encourage everyone not to have kids. on Daily. We're like, we don't recommend. But on on that front, I still feel like we have a long, long way to go as far as uh, gender roles in parenting, how much is still expected of moms as opposed to dads. Um, And yeah, women still are expected to to just do everything. Like, especially when I was a I was a stay home, you know, Mormon, I was a stay home mom for (laughs) so long. My house, the order and cleanliness and 
the way my house was decorated and everything reflected on me as a person. Mm -hmm. So if my house was messy, I felt like I was a bad person. I totally Um, get that. Yeah. Yeah. And now I, I wish I cared more. Uh, (laughs) But the the, the interesting thing about this discussion is that um, you are, are going at it from the angle because of your age of having the freedoms to do things that weren't there back in in my day. I'm not going to go back to the 1870s. <laughs> Amy's, exactly. Amy's covered that really well, but I can take you yeah. back to the late 30s and early 40s when there were barriers to do things, and that doesn't have to yeah. do with specific, you know, gender specific clothing or things like that. Couldn't even it, wear pants in public. Well, little, little, when girls went to school, they wore dresses and boys wore pants. Girls did not wear dresses. But even more important than that, it it was a much more, believe it or not, male-dominated society. There were states where women could not buy property without having a man um, co-sign for her. The same thing for for working. If you needed to sign a contract, if you were a teacher, you couldn't sign your own contract. A man had to do that for That's you. So gross. If you were a woman and you were married for a certain length of time, this is this is heading up more toward the the 60s and 70s. But b- between the 40s and the 70s, if you were divorced um, and you had a credit card in your husband's name, you might have been paying for that and you might have been responsible for all the bills, but the credit card company, once you were divorced, you were a total alien. It was as though you never existed, you didn't have a credit history, and there were a lot of credit card companies that wouldn't even give you a credit card. You had to, and they didn't have the ones that you paid for necessarily, and you had to find companies, believe it or not, like Sears Roebuck that would say, okay, we'll take you, but you have a limit. You can only charge up to $100 or $200. And if you maintain a good credit history, um, you know, after the first six months, we'll, we'll, we'll expand the amount that, that you can have. The other areas that I think were, were a lot uh, posed a lot of difficulty uh, and barriers for women was that although women could go to law school, they weren't particularly welcome. They could go to law school. They could go to medical school. Um, and there were women doctors and women attorneys. But if a woman wanted to be an engineer or go into a more male-dominated um, profession, perhaps even in one that required a secondary education and a master's degree and a Ph.D., like physics or in the sciences, she was discouraged, or not even discouraged, but she applied to schools where they sent her letters back saying, we're sorry, we have no accommodations for women, thank you very much. And if she did get into a school and she did try to keep up with the men, most of the research, not most of the research, but many times the men who were her mentors took credit for her work so even Uh though she was equal in terms of brain power she certainly wasn't in terms of of recognition so there have been doors that have opened to women um in in terms of of schooling in terms of job opportunities Mm -hmm. but still there are areas where um the door may be open but it's not open wide Mm -hmm. enough to where women have the the exact same opportunities but if you lived 
in the society the way I did, where it was so dominated, you can see that, we well, see it may have taken 40 or 50 mm-hmm. years to get to this mm-hmm. point, so there's hope for the future, but Good. lordy, lordy, it takes a long time yeah. for the culture, you know, to change their attitudes about where women quote belong unquote Mm -hmm. and where they don't and i think for for me as because i'm only 23 so i've not been around long to see a massive change see i mean me too basically yeah Yeah. (laughs) but Uh i definitely in the last like i would say since i started becoming politically aware which was in 2015 with um the presidential campaign that's kind of where i started like realizing that there was a bigger world. Um, Did you Google his nudes too, or was it just? Oh me? God, no! I don't need that okay. in my brain. <laughs> just me. No, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> um, I won't send them to you then. Hey, <laughs> um, it was <laughs> definitely. I've definitely noticed a massive shift in how society sees women, and definitely in the specific area of women as sexual beings and the fact that like we have autonomy and that you can't just like do whatever you want and that we don't just make things up for attention (laughs) and that that i have definitely noticed and specifically since like the me too movement started yeah which, but people still don't believe women, which is infuriating. Yes. Because Kavanaugh's still sitting on the Supreme yeah. Court. And I think I think the big thing that the Me Too movement has done has like I it's really sad when you see how many people still like oh still think like oh well she's just making it up. But I think mm-hmm. what has changed culturally is the fact that women are more likely to come forward. And, like, there are still so many women who don't, but I think it's a lot more, like, when you realize how, well, yeah, when you realize how many women this has happened to, because I know for a lot of people that they think, oh, well, it just happened to me. But they don't feel so alone now. Well, yeah, because, like, when, when you're taken advantage of by someone, you think, oh, it was just me. No one will believe me because it was just me. And you think, mm-hmm. oh, it's my word against theirs. But with the Me Too movement, you get so many people coming out and saying these allegations. You realize it's not just me against them. It's a fuck ton of women mm-hmm. and sometimes men against them. Yeah. And you. It's the safety and numbers thing. Yeah. The, the problem that, that people are running into is the flip side of that is it becomes almost white noise, almost. Yeah. Where if there's so many people saying, yeah, me too, me too, me too, it's like, yeah, we get it. Cool. Meanwhile, I'm going to go vote this guy in. Yeah. But but I definitely think it has shifted the understanding that it happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Because before... I think it does. And people are realizing that people they know have... Everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if Amy and I shared it on our shows, but when sure, like all of us have our stories. All of us are like, oh yeah, this age I I was sexualized. This age I was touched. This age this (laughs) happened, you know? Yeah. Back in the 50s and 60s, when I was, you know, when I was a, a, a young, a young person, 
women didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. If they talked no. about it, they had maybe one best friend. But it, 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 in terms of our knowing that that men, you know, would take advantage of, mm-hmm. of women and there was harassment, we we really didn't didn't hear about it. I mean, um, it, it wasn't talked about. Yeah. A- in fact, there 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 were instances. I think perhaps more instances than not where women would condemn other women. Yeah. And, yeah. That's and still, women that's didn't get the, the support. Women are the worst. They're it the was, worst ones. You know, either mm-hmm. you were a good girl or yeah. you were a slut. And there was, we didn't call it slut mm-hmm. shaming, but mm-hmm. a lot of women said, well, you know, if she didn't wear her dresses mm-hmm, so totally. short, well, you know, she does wear those V-necks. You know, she, and, and although we didn't, you know, sit around gleefully saying she was asking for it, it still was there in the culture that yeah. if she had dressed more appropriately, mm-hmm. this probably yeah. wouldn't have happened. And that if is she had been in church instead of down church. that alley or... Yeah. And I do think yeah. that is still with the clothing option. I think that is still yeah. around yeah. because mm-hmm. like, that's one thing that's like, oh, she shouldn't have worn that. Or like, why were you mm-hmm. wearing that? But I think it is. Well, there's way... even, yeah, even cases where they're like, you're at a party. You shouldn't yeah. have been at that party. It's like, you shouldn't, shouldn't me. But yeah. I, I think, but the... I think we're finally getting pushback exactly. on that yes. idea. Yes. At least. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think and, it's taken yeah. a while for women to band together mm-hmm. and say, you mm-hmm. know, we're not going mm-hmm. to put up with this. It's not our fault. I, I think the biggest shift that for I know for myself that is journey I've still going through is when something happens to you, that someone takes advantage of you, mm-hmm. you feel so much shame mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is one of the things that kept so many women silent was the shame that oh I yeah. let this happen I did something to cause yeah. this I shouldn't have I shouldn't have been so nice yeah. I shouldn't have yeah. encouraged I shouldn't have exactly. encouraged or, I, or did something I, I, I should did have something screamed to louder on. I should have fought harder mm-hmm. and it's like so many women are realizing and this idea is being reinforced that it's not shameful that it happened to you it's shameful that they did it yeah it's shameful that the person mm-hmm. acted that way that they took advantage of you it, and i think the shame is shifting it's because shifting there are the blame so there. many men that now are feeling that shame that like cause i'm actually um on a facebook group that there was a couple weeks ago where men were sharing their stories of where they unintentionally took advantage of women and looking back now they realize oh wow I didn't realize that I took advantage of her but I definitely took advantage of this person and just Mm -hmm. realizing that their actions for them they thought oh well this person's doing this because they like me and they didn't realize that they had a power dynamic that made we're socialized to make them comfortable and happy exactly Mm -hmm. and I I think that that shift of understanding of the power dynamic in mm-hmm. relationships and in interactions is is very helpful for a lot of people to understand that it's okay that these things happen to you because it's not your fault. Right. And, yeah. like, the I feelings have, that you okay. have are totally... Like valid, like it's okay if you're angry at the person or mm-hmm, whatever. Absolutely. Like you can, you're allowed to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. Well, like our culture, you know, um, uh, until very recently, really has placed women in a submissive role in almost across the board. And growing up in the in the 30s and 40s and 50s, that that was so 
so prevalent in that if you wanted to do something, you checked with your father, you checked with your husband, and if they approved of your doing it, and in very rare cases, would women defy um, convention and say, I really don't care what anyone thinks. This is my goal, and I'm going to, to stick to it. And we all envied that kind of woman in ourselves, but we had very few role models of women who were strong enough mm -hmm. to be able to say, this is what I think, and it doesn't make any difference what he thinks. He needs to understand that's how I am, mm -hmm. and I'm going to proceed in this world. But to have to overcome that whole feeling that you're you're not as good as, you're not as smart as, mm -hmm. and you're not as able as has taken th that that has taken a long, long time because we were brainwashed. Yep. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. brainwashed, and it, it, it's I'm, you know we've got to come out of it, and finally we are. Well, I I wasn't. I was raised basically in the fifties then, because <laughs> the Mormon I'm Mormon Church is what? basically nineteen fifties. Yeah, I'm curious actually to see what. Nancy thinks about this other topic because I think one of the one of the biggest things maybe in history that has changed um, what women are able to do is birth control yeah. and oh, yeah. it would have been so interesting to have been around when the birth control pill was first coming out and to have seen how people reacted to that because it was such a major not only a cultural shift but it forever changed what we could do you know if you're Who's at home with 10 kids own body we were well, yeah when you when you have 10 kids at home you can't do anything else but now we actually have that option and i just i don't know i'm priced, curious to have see you what priced out like. children's organs you can do that. <laughs> yeah. oh my god we were just saying we and, and it, you it, have it, options it was everywhere. an instant feeling of liberation it really was during the 50s i'm trying to think when birth control was it in the 70s that birth control i have no idea the 60s. I'm, I'm, 60s late 60s yep. 70s and there were some states that actually had laws against birth control but then slowly was it texas it was texas texas yeah. <laughs> Texas still I think has Texas laws just against. passed yeah. it last year. We can have it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. they're but, so backwards. But the, the, the women themselves were just, uh, you know, I I can't think of anybody unless you know they had a religion like you know being Catholic mm -hmm. where they were you know it was banned. <laughs> it was a bad thing. But women were a hundred percent liberated from that in the 1950s that what started women i think feeling that they deserve to be liberated more was um the feminine mystique by betty Friedan. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. if you want to know how women felt up to that that publishing date and then after that's really the book that started it but mm, to answer your question amy point. women were just absolutely delighted men not so much <laughs> but women women finally they don't really felt, care what they think yeah. though right yeah. yeah yeah women finally felt that they could they could have employment they could go to school they could do an awful lot mm. you know and and compete you know uh, maybe not on a level playing field but one that was certainly more level now that they could control their bodies mm -hmm. it's that step in the door it kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. the with birth control now it gives them a little bit more 
power over their own bodies and what yeah. they're able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they, not just baby factories. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Yeah. The, the marketing of birth control was really interested, interesting because the pharmaceutical companies didn't want women to feel as though they were taking a medication. They understood women's psyche enough to know that they didn't want women tied in to yeah. having to take. So they packaged them in like little compacts, <laughs> you know, little pink compacts mm-hmm. and, and other little things that would fit into your purse so that they really looked, you know, part of your feminine yeah. uh, mm-hmm. daily routine and mm-hmm. not a medication. That mm-hmm. helped as well. Because really. I'm assuming did. at that time, mental illness was still very frowned upon and like, oh, you have yeah. to take meds? You're crazy. Yeah. 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 And a good thing we're so far away from that now, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> And it's nice now that they have so many options where, like, for birth control and things like that. When I had my tube, well, when I had tubal uh, ligation. That's what I did, too. Yeah. But when when I had it, when it first started in in the uh, 70s, I think, or very early 80s, you had to get your doctor's permission. You couldn't just say, I've got three kids, that's enough. I've got two kids, that's enough. You had to have, like, three children. You Mm -hmm. had to, you know, there was a whole different protocol that you you had to have before the doctor would even do do the Mm -hmm. operation now it's when you want it you can have it but back then i think not not in not in america no i was gonna say no no this is in the u.s you have to have you have to have a certain number of kids be over a certain age right you can't just sterilize yourself you can't yeah Yeah. i know i should say that's not the law but that's how doctors that's a lot of doctors do it Yeah. yeah and i think it's it's not just like a quick you know hop skip and a jump you can do it up here either um, I haven't looked into it myself, but I know a friend of mine is looking into it. So I'll have to definitely discuss with her. But I know it wasn't just a, I want it, I can get it, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not well, so You guys easy. have that sweet, sweet free health care up I there. Know, right? so. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> that well, probably makes does it, it easier. Does Justin Trudeau come to your bedside no. if you have surgery? No. No. He does not. <laughs> I nurse you back to health and hold your hand. But But the moose do. Okay. Oh, nice. You go in for I mean, surgery. Guess, you got a baby moose. Like, it's not a. It's not even like a close second, but it's in the same realm. Do all the hospitals mm-hmm. serve Tim Hortons? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or well, we also have Starbucks. Sometimes all of the hospitals will have either a a Tim Hortons or a, or a Starbucks a or I think probably a Subway. Really, Subway? Nice. I feel like it would be Subway, but definitely Tim Hortons or Starbucks. There's going to yeah. be one coffee shop mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, okay. nice. I love Tim Hortons and another one not Good too to far away. Mm. Now I want Tim Hortons. You always want Tim Hortons. I, I do. That's why they know you at that Tim Hortons. I've never had Tim Hortons. <gasps> You're missing out. You are. You'll have to come up. We here actually and visit. had one in my town. We had one in my town for like six months and then it closed because Burger Cause King bought all the Tim you, Hortons and you guys are just gross down there. So <laughs> couldn't handle the yeah. amazingness. Well, come on up here and we'll do a Tim Hortons tourism. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so I'm like every five minutes. Once all the oh, straight sure. white guys go there, so we'll go there beforehand. So oh yeah, we're sending all the straight white we're guys. About to, we're about to mess up your whole country. So yeah. Right? Yep. Um. <laughs> so earlier you were talking about how um you ha- I think you said you have a 17 year old child, and I'm curious Ooh. how for them the because I know for the younger kids growing up now like they they are so. Um, I don't know the right word, but more aware of like how like they're 
Well, like like school dress codes are horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, and oh like it, I, I, I think it's woke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids woke. they're woke. <laughs> they're woke as fuck. And yeah. and just like how like for kids nowadays, like when they're walking down the street and like creeps are like whistling at them because I was first cat called when I would think I was like sixteen. Yeah. Um. No, but the first time someone like I think the first time someone like super checked me out and I was like, oh my god, I'm Were going you, like, to be 14? right thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Because this, per- this person actually followed me. Sweet, sweet like was following me, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. It was when I was so, 13, but I think kids nowadays, like, realize that they can, like... They are more aware of things, mm-hmm. and they're just so open about things that would have blown my mind back mm-hmm. in the 80s when I was growing up. Like, sexuality and, you know, just everything. They're just so... It's just so open. Because I have... Um, he's almost 17. My oldest is almost 17. Mm-hmm. And then I have... My second is 14 today. Oh. And then Aww. I have a nine-year-old daughter. Um, I sent him a text. We're good. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> no, I'll see him tomorrow. He's at his dad's today. Yeah. But it's so I have, and then I have a nine-year-old daughter, and um, he'll just like my 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 junior. He's a junior in high school, and he'll just be like, you know, I have this friend who's transitioning, and we're really supportive of her, and this friend is, you know bi and then this friend is asexual and this Mm -hmm. friend is this and this friend is and I'm just like that's awesome yeah like we had the one gay guy in high school that hung out with all the cosmetology girls so he wouldn't get beat up yeah you know I don't think I even had that in high school we just didn't know we it wasn't even something that we Mm -hmm. talked about in high school he did my hair for my my uh graduation pictures and nice nice well the guy who the guy who had a locker next to me all through school because our last names were right next to each other he was gay i had no idea all through high school and i'm sure high school was miserable hell for him but it wasn't something guaranteed guaranteed well it always is but like yeah I, i remember us in the you know 80s and 90s just not it's not that we wouldn't discuss it. It just didn't even come onto our radar. We never right. thought to discuss and then you it. Just, Whereas, like, even in the yeah, movies and, that you go back and watch, like the slurs are so prevalent. Oh yeah. And you you go yeah. back and watch things, and you're like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, you for can't all of like. Us. Like anything. I am embarrassed for yeah. all of us. And it's I hard definitely to like anything you used to because yeah. Right. I, I, I think Clueless has has aged well, but I'm not entirely sure because I haven't watched it oh, again. Clueless is amazing. Clueless is still amazing. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I just I don't want it to be like Uncle Buck. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I I, I just I, I'm nervous I about that. I definitely yeah. think the younger generation is where when yeah, they start. Like you can you see it right now with uh, Ocasio Cortez going to into Congress it's, and they don't know what to do with her. Oh my it's gosh, I know. Fantastic. They're like, oh, you're, you're an angry <laughs> woman. Blah blah blah. That bitch. She was like, whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't care. And I definitely think mm. now that they are starting to become older and hit that voting age and being more vocal and entering the workplaces, I think that is where we are going to really start seeing this massive shift mm-hmm. yeah. in when my daughter's generation hits, like she's nine. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it is, she's yeah. a force just herself mm-hmm. and all of her friends are forces. So I, it's, this is just, it's an, un, it's a little tangent example of um, last year, my um, boyfriend at the time, well, he's still my boyfriend, but you know, he was my boyfriend then too, but he was taking my kids trick or treating. And she ran into one of her friends just out in the street. Yeah. And this girl 
she's like quiet and shy and super sweet, stepped between my daughter and my boyfriend and turned towards my daughter and says, do you know him? Oh my gosh. (gasps) This little eight-year-old girl, like tiny little wispy thing. And my daughter is like, oh yeah, it's my mom's boyfriend. He's fine. He's taking his trick-or-treating because I had like fucked up my knee or something and so I couldn't do it. And so she was like, yeah, I know him. And she's like, okay, good. And then she turned towards me. She was like, hi, I'm Allison. She introduced herself then. That, nice. that makes, yeah. that like makes me almost hear up. That's yeah. amazing. I was like, oh. like, it's so nice to see even like girls as young as that, like They're standing fine. up for each other and supporting <laughs> yeah, she each other. Did. She stepped between them she, and he came home. He was like, I'm impressed with her friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's have, a little scary though. I have great, I have great hopes for that, for the generation that's starting at her age, oh, eight yeah. and nine, yeah. because nowadays you see the younger people protesting and mm-hmm. being activists. Mm-hmm. It, it's like the ones from um, from Florida, what the Parkland, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like yesterday students. the climate change. Yes, that was amazing. The, yes. It used to be that if young people wanted to get out and protest, their parents would yank them back and say, "Oh no, you're not going to do this." No, their you know, parents are got, encouraging it. Yeah, you've, you've got you've got to stay mm-hmm. in school. Because their parents are our generation, which exactly. are the Gen Xers. Yeah, and we're mad. Exactly. <laughs> we're mad. So, so now what's going to happen? I think is because the younger generation is used to expressing themselves and being listened to. I think they're going to continue on a, on a paths of activism. Hopefully, it's going to be so. you know in the directions that that in the values mm-hmm. that 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 we have. But but even so, I think as soon as this older generation, the 80 and some odd, you know, fade away into Mm -hmm. history. I think there's great hope for the, Mm -hmm. for the younger ones because they're being, they're, they're, they're having a foundation of, of activism and understanding the issues and being able to express them like adults. Especially Mm -hmm. now that they realize you don't need any qualifications to be president. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you want to get into politics? You can go into politics. Yeah. I think <laughs> one of the major things... Hey, fuck you, Kevin. With- yeah. <laughs> That's a tagline for the show. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, he just he just did a... He did a... Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Buzzer. A sound effect. And I'm just like, fuck uh-huh. you. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that goes kind of along with that is, you know, I have... I only have two boys, no mm-hmm. girls, can't can't raise them mm-hmm. to be badass girls, but <laughs> I have one 15-year-old and one 9-year-old and I've noticed with both of them just going through school and I've talked about this on our show before, but they are in general, they're still assholes, but in general, oh, yeah, yeah. kids are becoming kinder. And I think That's a lot good. of that is because of actual anti-bullying programs and yeah. discussion about bullying we didn't Just have when i was a kid differences and- yeah nobody talked about bullying when i was kids a lot of it went on but it was just yeah that's what happens but now teachers yeah, are proactive it. about it they just yeah and at, like at, at my younger son's school they have a buddy bench and it's just outside it's a bench and if they tell the kids yeah. if you're feeling kind of shy or if you're you know but you want to play with someone but you're not sure go sit on the bench that's magical. and then another kid comes over and plays i've and heard it, about that it works great yeah that's so cool but they're just becoming they're becoming and i think a lot of that too is accepting of differences now that yeah. as much as people complain mm-hmm. about how everybody's got a diagnosis at least now we're talking about differences and accepting that mm-hmm. and kids feel well, more comfortable being themselves no you know? one is quote-unquote normal exactly you know everybody no. has their own differences and their own things and their own individuality yep. instead of just everybody being the same and then there's that one outlier outlier yeah. that you know is in a wheelchair mm-hmm 
it's yeah. kind of people and as are, parents i think my generation is my generation is pushing back a lot on our parents that are you know when it comes to our kids saying oh you know are, they're not really anxious they're just this or they're just that or but you know Why as you parents just i think them more that's what i got oh just my gosh them. seriously oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they need to read some uh, some, uh, studies on how that actually helps your children, because it does not. No, it does not. (laughs) I I would ask her that. I'm like, no, because even when I was Mormon, I wouldn't spank my kids. Mm -hmm. And my mom was so adamant that I was raising monsters because I refused to spank them. And so anytime there was any behavioral problem, she would say, well, you know, you brought this on yourself and you you created this monster. Now you just have to deal with it. Was her yeah. that was her response. Yeah, my dad used his belt and that did not work. Yeah. <laughs> I would basically ask him, is that all you've got? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now look at me. <laughs> you turned out great. <laughs> I I know. But also spanking's not a deterrent is what I'm saying. No. Yeah. No. Definitely not. It also doesn't raise kids with like good secure attachments. Like that raises yeah. kids that are more likely to have depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and bipolar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does not. And basically, help the American them. Pediatric Association has basically said it's one of the worst things you can do to your kids, yep. aside from you know egregious actual abuse, yep. is spanking. Yeah. 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 Well, a- Amy, with an eye, you're going to you may relate to this because I taught in the Hearst Euless Bedford system for ten years, and at that time in Texas, the teachers could could spank. Oh they yeah. Had, they had paddles. I, I grew up with corporal punishment. Yeah. I mean, you the, the kid mm-hmm. the kid was brought by the teacher into the principal's room. The paddle was hanging on the wall, so yep. everybody knew that. it was there. And the kid was told bend over, and he got as many smacks and the behind as the 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 teacher and the principal thought he merited and as a speech pathologist thank goodness we had a we had a pass because since we were in the school you know for uh for for remediation you know and and helping Mm -hmm. we we couldn't witness because you had to have a witness for spanking but i think i think that's done done with but you know once you say it's okay to spank in school actually ted cruz comes to my work sometimes and spanks us individually (laughs) but i think that's more of a personal (gasps) i i think the uh, one another big thing that i think has influenced this younger generation and in our generation as well is psychology i think is a lot more understood because like for yes. my generation going to a counselor and not just is totally magic normal thinking and you know yeah. or just go to your exactly. shrink go mm-hmm. to your head doctor but but i also think especially in the school system is we now understand what stress does to the brain yeah. and mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of stress that's good and then over that your it's brain bad. shuts down and that's where i live is whatever's after that oh i know uh, me too same <laughs> me too yeah yeah yeah. Although this coconut vodka is helpful, that, is helpful. Yeah. that does sound really good. Well, I think the fact that I'll we send are a picture talking, of the bottle. The fact that we are talking so much more about mental illness is so helpful. You know, especially oh, as yes. a woman who went through pregnancy and had severe, severe depression. I, I would kind of think back about how women must have gone through that mm-hmm. in you know, pretty much yeah. any other time except now and how miserable that had to have been with no help, no one to talk to about it, and no medication. Is it's no joke. I, mean, mm-hmm. I remember yeah. I had that so severely with my now 14-year-old, the one today, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he would just cry and cry and cry. And I would just shut him in the other room because I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I remember that. I didn't want harm to come to him, but I just didn't care. Mm -hmm. And would you say like before it used to be, if that was, if you were dealing with the depression, you would just kind of have to pretend like nothing was wrong. Whereas now it's a little bit more. I, I ignored it for four months because I was Mormon and uh, I, know, I know they use that for a lot of, like, excuse for a lot of things. But <laughs> really, trust me. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was, um, you just are supposed to bounce back. I was also supposed to be a size two, even mm-hmm. though I never was a size two to begin with. Um, I, I think that yeah, you're supposed to ignore it. But no. I went to my doctor and I was like, hey, I think I'm having problems with, you know, postpartum depression. And he was like, you're not the first person to come to me today for this. It's wow. not a big deal. Wow. Like, he was, yeah. he wrote me the prescription Everything was cool. It was fine. My husband at the time um, took some convincing that it was real and I wasn't just being a lazy asshole ignoring my kids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, def- I definitely think the for talking about like feminism and women's issues in this one aspect and it, not even just women, even for men, like the understanding that oh, mental health stigma is huge. Well, yeah, like and being able to express like I'm just having a bad day and like Mm -hmm. understanding that depression isn't just being sad like it's your Mm -hmm. brain is changed and it's usually how it doesn't even manifest especially Mm -hmm. in men Mm -hmm. men who are depressed are angry and lash out and Mm -hmm. you know yeah Mm -hmm. and and I think one of the I think one of the ways that feminism helps men, too, which is something men don't tend to realize. But, you know, like with my boys, the oldest one has a severe anxiety disorder and he's been Mm -hmm. on meds since he was 11 and he's been in counseling. But, you know, 20, 30 years ago, he would have been told to suck it up and go to school and quit whining. Or or he would have been beat because, like, he's not doing what he's supposed to. Yes. Or he would have been smoking pot yeah. nonstop yeah. a year ago with without me finding, you know, there was just so many horrible outcomes, mm-hmm. but that's what you had to do to be a man and toughen up. Whereas now it's okay for them to do that, to go to counseling and to mm-hmm. acknowledge that they just have a mental illness and it's okay. And, uh, you know, I think I'm we're coming s- a long way with that. Off, I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do actually have a recording of me uh, depressed, in case you're interested. Fuck off. Ugh. Wait, what are you doing on the recording? No, it's a a recording of me. You want to hear? Um, I'm feeling it's going to be a joke. This sounds like a setup for a bad joke. It does. It is. Okay, what do you got, Kevin? (laughs) Crush your enemies. (laughs) Oh, my God. They had a lamentation of the women. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. This is why we have you muted right now, Kevin. Yes. Okay, okay. (laughs) I feel like I missed something good. (laughs) Oh, can you guys not hear what he's playing? No. No. Okay, we'll just have to go back and listen to it. <laughs> okay. It'll be a surprise. Exactly. It will be a surprise. Was it good? It it was decent. It was Kevin. It was it was very Kevin. Very was Kevin. it from Hamilton? Because if no, it was from Hamilton. No, it was uh Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, oh, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But um but just, just just a little caveat. 
there was counseling available, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but it was so hard to find. You just, yeah. it wasn't taught in, in medical school. The, the, the doctors didn't understand about counseling. It was just, do what I say, honey, because, mm-hmm. you know, I know what's mm-hmm. best. And women really yes. weren't involved in their care as much. But there, mm-hmm. there, thank goodness there were doctors. And a lot of women, their therapy was other women just sitting around and, and chatting and finding a circle of friends who were supportive and helpful mm-hmm. and it was it was like mm-hmm. the dark ages of counseling and help for women who were depressed but th- those few doctors I, I you know were activists and they did get um, okay. you know um, other schools to be able to in- include that in the curriculum so that we we have come a long way but we really was, unless you were unless you were upper middle class and had access mm-hmm. to that that's fine but if you were poor or you know in a, mm-hmm. in, a, in a lower class counseling, forget it. You needed the money for milk and bread. Yeah. yeah. And or I think he much did, like or everything. He believed in it. Cause my, I grew up thinking uh, or being told, not thinking, thinking this, that um, therapy was for people who didn't believe in God. Yeah. yeah. Because oh. you didn't need therapy if you had God and Jesus in your life, because why would you need therapy? It's all just in your head and you just can pray it away. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was raised was we had therapists, but don't you dare go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just look back at the difference, the huge difference between my son, how he's being mm-hmm. raised. In the oh, yeah, my kids go to therapy and my, every week. And, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, my, my brother had, I'm convinced my brother had just as bad of an anxiety disorder as a kid. But back then he was just, my mom every morning had to struggle to make sure he got to school yeah. and had to force him to go. And he was miserable for so many years because you did, you couldn't put a name on it. It was just, mm-hmm. oh, he's shy, my which brother, isn't the case at all. My but. brother is 30, I don't know, 38 years old. And he got diagnosed with a major mental illness about three years ago. This is something that has been with him from the entire, his entire life for all 38 years. And this is something he didn't, it showed signs. It manifests itself all growing up. I saw it. Everybody saw it, but no one put a name to it. He was just the bad kid. And Mm. now three years ago, he got this diagnosis and it was like, duh. Like every, as soon as he called me and told me, he told my sister, he told all of us, everything clicked into place and we got it. Like it was like, Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes sense. I totally get that. Yeah, we do. Right. But, but the fact that he wasn't diagnosed, you know, 20 years ago is infuriating Mm -hmm. to all of us because it was a whole, just pray it away. Or if you have God, you don't need any, any kind of, you know, mental health help well and be a man in his case you yeah know. yeah it's infuriating to me that he had to wait until he was you know a grown-up yeah and, he, and it was like a, by accident mm-hmm. and then finally you get these answers and it's like yeah. i'm not just like this horrible person there's actually a reason why this is happening right, yeah. and it's like functions differently yes yeah yes. and it's almost like relieving in a way because you're like oh my god there's i can put i can put a name to it now yes mm-hmm and there's treatments and yeah, yeah. it's yep. it's you don't just have to suck it up and move on you can actually get the help that you need yeah. right um i know for myself looking at like how women have progressed i'm going to take a little bit of a jump here but in <laughs> in like um body positivity wow, you never do that that's rude i know <laughs> no yeah Stay um, on topic 
Because I know for myself, like, you know, I'm a curvy girl. I'm not a really slim, you know. You're not a twig like me. I am not a twig. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I know growing up, like, I had, like, zero self-confidence. Like, I didn't want to be in the spotlight. I covered up, like, didn't want to be seen. And, like, you didn't see a lot of, like, curvy women in media, and I feel like that's definitely changing a lot mm-hmm. now as you're seeing a lot more diversity in like color and mm-hmm. gender and like size. And they're, and they're the, the sexy person, not just the, the funny person. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say that in the one time you did see anyone that was larger. Yeah. She was had like the, 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 the chubby, the chubby yeah. funny friend, but she's not the romantic interest. Are you exactly. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And whereas now yeah. it's like so much easier to see that and realize that, you know, I can't I, like I am beautiful and like mm-hmm. it's OK to be not a twig and to be a different size because that's it's OK to and love guys, yourself. Some guys actually like thoroughly prefer that. Like yeah. you know, everybody has their own type and that is some people's specific type. Yeah. Well, I think part of that is just because we're more and more starting to realize that our value doesn't depend on what we look like you know exactly as a society we're starting to realize i don't have to spend my life solely concerned about what i look like for other people wait are you serious i'm not gonna shower then except for you amy (laughs) ignore everything i just said i am Um, not showering i am just going i don't shower anyway it's fine i don't care and i really have to give credit to a lot of the fashion designers that listened to women because in you know there again in my youth you know when you'd go to the store um if you were petite or you were curvy forget it i mean everything was like size you know 9 10 11 12 yeah and maybe 14 now and after that you either had you know you Mm -hmm. had sacks to wear that made you look 15 years older or you had to go and have everything that you wore you know hemmed you know eight inches so that you know, yeah. you, you look like yeah. you were a normal, a normal human being. And then, and then I have the best of both worlds where I'm petite and curvy. So I'm basically oh, no. screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean, if you had, if you were, were, were shy or had a negative self image or a diminished self image, clothes sure didn't help mm-hmm. you and, no. at no. all. And so, I know like even for myself growing up and even like oh, even yeah. now to go to actually go to a store and to find a decent selection of things that you actually like, first of all, that aren't going to cost you. Especially if you try to go to like a gap. <laughs> yeah. That aren't going to cost you a fortune. Like there's that one rack in the back. You're like, oh, this is adorable. I can yeah. get this shirt in like, the entire store. I've right here. actually gotten mad at stores. Not that I've said anything, but I've gone into a store and I'm like, this is all you have. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So I discovered Macy's online. You can't go into a Macy's. I mean, you can, but sometimes, but Macy's online has a great plus size selection. Mm-hmm. And I find like and online is where you failed. kind of have to go. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the internet is magic. Find them because now, the internet is yeah. magic. Yeah. Now, if you want something sexy and you're, say your your size is in the in the twenties or whatever it is, you can look mm-hmm. sexy, and it's not going to mm-hmm. cost you four or five hundred bucks. Exactly, you know, it's going to be forty nine ninety five, just like everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, it's definitely exactly. a lot more yeah. accessible now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and one thing for myself that I've noticed is, oh, because I I am the uh, what's it called the the sample size. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I've literally never had this issue. But one thing I've noticed is that styles 
are a lot more it's a lot easier to find functional clothing instead mm-hmm. of like clothing that's like designed to be sexy like if i want comfy i can find that now <laughs> yeah you know what we still can't get though universally pockets. fucking pockets. pockets oh goddamn pockets i've literally had pants that had fake pockets like yes. they, they didn't have oh, any yeah. but Why? they were Tons jeans i had jeans that mm-hmm. had looked like they had pockets but they were just yeah. No. Fake. I'm or like, they that's... Stitch or they sew them yeah. shut. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Why are open. they stitching them shut? You have to, like, get a seam reference, like, rip yeah. them open. Like, mm-hmm. What is the point of that? And then I when don't... they do have pockets, you can't even fit your fingers in them because they're no. so small. That's why I got my jeans at Old Navy because they do actual fucking pockets. Yeah. They do. Good to know. Um, so I know. <laughs> I, and not just that, but I feel like there's more freedom to not have to follow trends. You know, yeah. we can all kind of pick out our own personal style and we don't have to change that every couple of years with what everybody else is finding trendy, you know? Yeah. I can wear the same outfit for 30 years and nobody says anything mm-hmm. to me because if they did, I would scream at them. So, well, that's the thing is even if it's, if you're supposed to do that, I'm not mm-hmm. because I don't give a fuck. No, I just, I like what I like and I don't, you know, I keep waiting I wear for black dresses to work every day. So basically. I'm old enough that I keep waiting for the things I like to just come back into style know, right? a few years later. Oh, yeah. 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 Like I, it may not be out now, but in two years, this is going to roll back around and I'll I'm be able to buy long sweaters again. Style. I, I, I just don't care. Oh, it's not the style. It's just because then it, oh, you, can so you can buy, buy more it of it. Yeah. Mm. There's yeah. more available. And mm-hmm. one thing I've definitely noticed on the bottom body positivity front is that I can remember when I was younger and women would wear clothes that they liked, but people would still make fun of them because they were larger, even if it looked good on them. But now it's definitely like people like if if a woman wants to wear shorts, no matter Mm. what size she is, it's like it's okay because it's like as long as she's comfortable and is happy. Yeah, it's. Oh, sometimes you get comments that you're so brave. Okay, yeah, that's oh, a whole bucket of bullshit. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. I'm not brave. I'm hot. It's exactly. I'm not being brave. I'm not uh-huh. fighting the war. I'm not running into a building to save a cat. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> like know, this is dumb. You run into the same thing as you age, because mm-hmm. it used to be, and it's still there. You know, there still are women. You know, who say, "Well, you re- as long as you wear something age appropriate." Well, yeah. What the heck is age What's appropriate? Yeah. You know, I mean, do you have to walk around looking like you're 115 yeah. when on the inside you you know if you you, you got it. You want to flaunt it. You want to wear something colorful. You want to wear something easy. And there still are people who are older that just are as stylish as mm-hmm. anybody else. Yeah. And and other women will say, "Oh my God, how you know what what does she, who does she think she is? She thinks she's fifteen years old. You know mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. other women. It's not like slut shaming. Oh, yeah, it's it's age. Women. It's yeah. age mm-hmm. shaming, and we shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. If you feel good in something, wear it, yeah. and it exactly. doesn't make any difference. I wouldn't have nice things to say to those women that were saying that to other women. I. Yeah. For one thing that for me is a personal battle <laughs> um, is I hate shaving my legs. Oh, I'm not shaving them. I, I haven't shaved yeah. my Amy's legs a big for no a shamer. long no shamer. time. But I love wearing skirts and dresses. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. And the last year that that has been where I'm at. Like I, I can yeah. actually okay. wear shorts and go yeah. shopping. And like I'm like, I don't care because guess what? I don't want to look like... 
prepubescent child. <laughs> also, and I don't shave. I, I nobody... shave my armpits just because it's a personal thing. Because yeah. I don't like catching, you know, uh, in the corner of my eye. I don't like it. You know, yeah. that's my but own like, personal thing. The rest. Okay. Yeah, you start to realize that nobody is paying attention to that yeah. stuff as much as you are. Nobody's totally. looking at your legs. Yeah. If someone oh is rubbing God. your leg, they have yeah. another, in- uh, like they're yeah. heading somewhere else. Their intentions lie elsewhere. No one cares about your legs. Yeah. Exactly. Let me be real, no, and real the- clear. They're heading north. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. I know yeah, some of these things to some good. of the listeners may sound trivial in terms of women's issue, but your image that you have of yourself is so important that you yeah. feel relaxed yes. with yourself, that you feel you can mm-hmm. move with this skirt or this pair of pants or this jacket, mm-hmm. you, and you can move and negotiate through through business, through, through pleasure, through uh, casual mm-hmm. times. It brings out your your real self because you feel more empowered you feel good you look good and you just give Mm -hmm. off a much more positive uh feel and 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 if someone is negative to you during the day you can say ah screw you i feel better i feel i look i look better than you and i feel better than Mm -hmm. you and i don't care Mm -hmm. and you can honestly trivializing it takes away its weight like you're just like oh it's just silly but it actually matters if it matters to you it matters Mm -hmm. it does Mm -hmm. well and self-esteem is such a pivotal cornerstone to life because think about in in a job if you have self-esteem you're more likely to speak up for for ethical violations you're more likely to to stand up to anyone you know being sexist or Mm -hmm. doing things that you know are wrong in in your romantic relationships if you have self-esteem if someone you put it up with way less. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If someone Your lines are real close to you. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're if, if someone even makes like a like is passive aggressive, you're no, more likely to that. speak up yeah. to it and be like, okay, what's going on? And it, yeah. you're not gonna accept someone being physically violent towards you. You're not gonna I mean, unless unless it's consensual well, and you've agreed course, to it ahead of time. Uh, of course, one hundred percent. But also <laughs> even in that if you're self-confident, you're more likely to express your desires and your That's wants true. in the sexual space mm-hmm. because you're not going to be like, oh, like... Do whatever I, they want. I'm just here for your pleasure. Exactly. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Well, the interesting- or what am I supposed to look like or what am I supposed to act like? You're exactly. more comfortable exactly. just being you. Exactly. Yeah. I think in the U.S. as well as Canada, women have to... Um, wear uh, at least cap sleeves. They can't expose their shoulders. In it Canada, depends. In Canada this last summer, it was interesting because a lot of the women um, decided to rebel one day and they, they walked into um, the parliament uh, with their uh, with their arms bare, mm-hmm. and I I think they're they're at this point modifying the rules, mm-hmm. which is still speaking about clothing. It still holds you back. You know, if women are forced to cover their bodies, then there's there's something that needs to be done. Sorry, to, yeah, they to, need to figure yes. out why they're covering it. Just to interject, that wasn't Parliament. That was the uh, Victoria me- me- Legislative Assembly in Victoria. Oh, thanks for mansplaining that. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, skeptics were just being... No, it, it depends on where you are in America. No, that's true. Uh, Kevin can be my Most places, like my work, you can have... Fact checker. You can have your sleeves, your arms bare, Mm -hmm. but... 
you can't have spaghetti straps. That's the that's it's not professional. Um, they've deemed it not professional. So mm-hmm. fair enough. But you can have you can have a tank top or tank dress or. Mm-hmm. It's good because I live in those. Yeah, I do too. And then I have okay because I'm a woman, and you know how they set office buildings for men's temperatures and not women's. Yep. It's another thing. Oh yeah. Um, I have two sweaters in my car and one sweater in my drawer at work <laughs> because I am ready for anything. Yep. So awesome. I have my tank. I have my tank dress. They're you know black or blue or gray, and I have like all of my tank dresses, and then I have all my sweaters. And so I just decide what you know which one I want to yeah, wear. Got a layer. Mm-hmm. I, I have totally to. Because I'm have. freezing at work, mm-hmm. and but then I'm hot because I live in Texas. So as soon as I leave the building, I take <laughs> it off. And I've walked out with people before, and I do that, and they're like, "Woo!" I'm like, "No, I'm it's not like, no, getting sexy. I'm getting warm. I'm getting comfortable." Now I do Sometimes have a question. I feel bad for men. Oh, go ahead. Going back to what Christina was talking about with the self-esteem that was posed by our silent partner over here, uh, <laughs> can there be? Can you have too much self-esteem? I I don't think I don't think, think so. you can have too much self-esteem. Yeah. I think you can have too much self-importance. Yeah. Like thinking that because it's not self-esteem that I think you can have too much of. I think it's. I think it's narcissism. Well, yeah, yeah. It's when you aren't um, grounded in reality. I don't but think that's too much. You know how I phrase it in my own head is: I want, I want the self-importance of a mediocre white man. I know, right? That's <laughs> what I aspire to. I don't think you can. Have I am too, not there. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think anyone can have too much self-esteem. But if it turns into arrogance and it turns yeah. into demeaning. Mm-hmm other people now you're 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 totally in a different category Mm -hmm. i think i don't think you can have i don't think you have too much self Mm -hmm. self self-esteem it's it's really interesting because when you think about it self-esteem is one like say it's on an x and y axis self-esteem is one but then there's also your humility on another yeah because you can be super humble with a fuck ton of self-esteem but then you can also be like um, like super narcissistic with a lot of self-esteem mm-hmm. and that I One think of is, them is that self-esteem that, I feel like is just how you feel about yourself exactly. personally whereas when it crosses over into how you think about other yourself in relation you, to others exactly. I think that, that's when right. you start the, hitting those that's problems the narcissistic versus yep. humble yep. yeah when you're too narcissistic no matter mm-hmm. if you're have lots of self because you can get people with narcissism with very low self-esteem that mm-hmm. is still not okay. But yeah. that's actually when it's most dangerous almost because then they're just determined to get everyone around them below them. Yeah. To make and there are you know who doesn't low. You know who doesn't have a problem with either one is Donald Trump. Oh my god. Um, that man is Kill humble. Humble with, with as a church no mouse. With good uh-huh. reason. Have you seen <laughs> Yes. Have you oh. talked to him that ass? Amazing. Yeah. I have. Uh-huh. Yes. He, Donald Trump is the definition of a grandiose narcissist. Yes, he uh, is the definition. Uh-huh. But but I think yeah, I think when people talk about self-esteem, I don't think you can ever have too much self-esteem because self-esteem mm-hmm. is being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I don't think you can ever be too comfortable in your own skin because when you're no, uncomfortable in your own skin then that's where you get a lot of you get you almost get that's where a lot of mental illness comes from Mm -hmm. where where you're not okay with yourself 
Well, that's also, mm-hmm. it feeds it. It's a, it's exactly, twofold yeah. because it, if it's hard to have self-esteem, if you have your brain telling you you're a piece of shit constantly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's, there's a problem. This also kind of plays into the whole women thing where you have all this self-esteem. Like when I was single for a minute and people were interested in me, I was like, why wouldn't they be? I'm amazing. I'm like, this amazing catch. I'm the, you know, I'm the, probably the best person they're ever going to talk to. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, Oh my God, seriously, you need to stop this. Yeah. Have you seen your kitchen, your dishes and you, and you gained five pounds and you know, whatever, like all this stuff in my head. And so it's hard to stay there because you always start talking yourself out of it. Like you, you have this great self-esteem and then you tra- start reminding yourself mm-hmm. why it's not warranted. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, I think with self-esteem, it's, it's, get it gets mixed up with um self-importance so when someone has a lot of self-esteem people on the outside is like oh well you're narcissistic but when that's not actually the case because you know narcissist is a specific diagnosis well, exactly too. yeah um so like i think and especially for women when they are self-confident they get called narcissistic a bitch yeah, yeah. a bit where they're yep. just being comfortable in themselves yeah. and expressing their values and their opinions yeah so i think one thing is would you and anyone here answering would you say that we're heading in the right direction for women and their equality oh always i think we're always progressing it's just how long it takes and the little bumps in the how road. patient we can be it's yeah it's kind of baby steps but i think we're always moving in that right direction i think we're moving in that right direction but you have situations in the states where they're still trying where the 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 republicans are still trying to overturn abortion which will rob us of 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 our inalienable rights for sure Mm -hmm. so uh, whether or not as women, we will be able to overcome that in some way mm-hmm. and still move mm-hmm. forward. It's going to be interesting. If if Roe does get overturned, um, then we're, we're, we've are we got another battle. Are yeah. we going to move forward from that? Yes, but we're going to have mm-hmm. a different... But I also I- think those are relics of the past, trying to hold on as much as possible. Because those well, and I think it's a it's a minority. You've got this minority uh, group of evangelical Christians who have figured out how to get into those positions of power, mm-hmm. which is what mm-hmm. we need to focus more on: is getting more yeah. women into office. Yeah. And so, once they have that power, they do that kind of shit because that's you know. And the rest mm-hmm. of us go, "How did that happen?" Yeah. Well, yeah. it happened yeah. because we weren't paying attention, yeah. not because there's more of them and less of us. And in that, I definitely think we are moving in the right direction because. There are more women in politics. There's more people speaking out against the yeah. current politicians trying to pull down Roe versus Wade. We're aware of it and we're yeah. trying the hardest that they can to like stop it. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that's a, a good indicator that women are like women as a whole and society as a whole is moving to a more progressive place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, this has been a, like a fantastic conversation like about just women and <laughs> Hi, we could Kevin. do like a live podcast on for 24 hours we Absolutely. probably could Amy. about this but i know amy that you have to <laughs> head out somewhat soon here so amy uh, diva <laughs> i have to shower it's, i know i have my my diva my rigid social schedule that I have to adhere to. <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if anyone wants to find your podcast, where can they find it? 
Um, our website is delightfulbitchcraft.com. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> I was just going to say they can fucking Google it because it's not hard. So, Secular Soup, it's we're the only ones out there. Yep, Secular Soup Podcast or go to delightfulbitchcraft.com. We are, we just announced this this week. We're starting a thing where we want different people to record our outro for us. Ooh, so it would be cool tired. if you guys. Yeah, if you guys wanted to record some outros, we're just going to rotate them every week so Fuck you can yeah. make funny ones or serious ones. I'll get yeah. you the script. And that so far, I'm sleeping time. with all the people that have done our outro, and I'm, I just Yay. I can't. I don't have that kind of manpower. Yeah, so I'll get I up to, to Canada eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I need to, we need to, like, expand out. So Yeah. All right. <laughs> and before you ladies head out, can we get you to say, hi, this is Amy and Amy from Secular Soup, and we took a left at the valley. Let's see if we can do we, this better than we last can't time. Can't sync it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Okay. Follow my lead. This is Amy and Amy from and we took a, from, from secular, secular soup, soup podcast and we, we took, took a left <laughs> at the valley. <laughs> that was worse. That was beautiful. Oh, it was, that way, was so way beautiful. Way better. Way better. Oh we my god. It. Wow. You should say it, and I should be like, "Yep." <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. Thank you, Amy and Amy, for joining us today. They're great. That was a fantastic conversation. It was. And I feel like we could have just gone on for literal Ever? hours, as usual. Yeah. Here, you're breathing in the background. <laughs> oh, he can't dear. keep me down for long. I, I think he was a good boy for most of it. I so he was. He deserves to have the duct tape, tape taken off. Yeah. I'm not sure how the, uh, the facial hair f- fared with that, though. Yeah, yeah. he'll survive. He will. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you everyone for joining us and thank you for listening if you want to find us you can follow us at leftatthevalley.com on facebook on twitter at latv podcast send us an email at to left at valley at outlook.com please leave us a five-star review wherever you find us it helps us and helps others find the show and it makes us feel good about ourselves hell yeah if you like our nonsense so much that you can't get enough of it you can become a patreon just go to patreon slash latv for more content and a behind the scenes look you get more of our rambles you do get more of our rambles great job look at you go thank you no kirsten kirsten you did a fabulous job i wrote that this morning i almost forgive you for being dropping a piano on me now i knew you could pull this off just better than anybody else thanks this is the part i was most confident in yeah good job not gonna lie good job yeah. Great show, ladies. Anything else we need to add? Um, What's coming up? Um, Some great shows down the line. I don't know. I, I want to say something, but I don't know what to say. Hug a tree. There we go. Sure. Go hug a tree. Hug a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. Until next time. Promotes mystery. I'd rather see the truth in the basket in my own ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so hard for you to be quiet, wasn't it? Oh, oh you it have was. no idea. It was. It was very... D- I can't believe you guys were complaining about clothing. You guys have the gamut of everything clothing in the world, um, and you're complaining about Kevin, it? Kevin, Kevin, fuck you. No pockets. <laughs> you have fucking yeah. pockets. Kevin, you guy pants are pockets. Yeah. Yeah. guy pants. No, but guy pants aren't guy pants. designed for the female body. Well, yeah, but you can wear anything you want. The only thing we have is put on a three-piece suit. That's about the only option we yeah, have. Yeah, that's because. Um, so excuse me. Go on Pinterest and look at hipster outfits. I'm oh my sorry. god! You have options. Oh, Who the hell wants to be a hipster? Have you seen Willie?